Oftentimes we're dependent upon uh, the response of the people that we're preaching to. Menudo a veces hay un problema, ¿no? Que al predicar de que tal vez uno depende también de la respuesta de, de los que escuchan, ¿no? And uh, I know that that's, there is an, as, uh, an important aspect of uh, preaching to where the people are at, but I think it's important for us to hear what God is saying. Y yo sé que es un, un punto importante también to, to, for the, to share the word where people are. Uh, compartir donde están, donde cada persona está, ¿no? But uh, I've just felt in these past few weeks, I'm just going to prepare a message for myself and what I want to see, what I feel God is speaking to me and let the others watch me preach it. Y he sentido en la última semana de que voy a preparar un mensaje para mí de lo que el Dios me está hablando, ¿no? Y, y dejar, sí. bueno, predicármelo y dejar que los demás escuchen. You see, and then I know I always have one person that's listening real well. Entonces yo sé de que siempre hay una persona que está escuchando muy bien. That's me. Soy yo, ¿no? <laughs> so, but today God has something for us. Now, I, I, what, I want us to start again in Jeremiah chapter 6. Yo creo que empecemos nuevamente en Jeremías capítulo 6. And, uh, and see here, The Lord speaks to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. En Jeremías, el Señor aquí le hablaba a Jeremías en capítulo 6, verso 16. And I don't know if you know this or not, but this is the verse that Jesus is, is partially quoting from. Y este es el verso, no sé si sabemos de que este es el verso que parcialmente Jesús uh, citó. Remember when Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He, in part, he was quoting from this scripture. En parte, él citó de esta escritura. This prophecy given to Jeremiah. Esta profecía dada a Jeremías. In Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. Capítulo 6 de Jeremías, verso 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, plural, and see and ask for the old paths, plural. Dice así, dijo, así dijo Jehová, parados en los caminos, en plural, y mirad y preguntad por las sendas antiguas, en plural. Ajá, uh -huh. notice it's plural there. Then it says, where the good way is, and walk therein. Y dice, ¿cuál sea el buen camino y andar en él? There's a way that God wants us to walk. Hay un camino que Dios quiere que andemos. And uh, in these days when everybody's walking and uh, when so many different paths and so many different paths of or highways of information are made available to us, God wants us to go back to the old ways. Y hoy en día en que hay tantos caminos, muchos los que están andando, ¿no? y tanta información disponible, hay un camino en el que Dios quiere que andemos, que es el camino antiguo. And right back to his word. Uh, de, de nuevo, de vuelta a su palabra. And that's the way he wants us to walk. Y ese es el camino que él quiere que andemos. He says here, that's where you're going to find rest for your souls. Porque él dice aquí, ahí encontrarás descanso para vuestra alma. So with that in mind, what we want to look at is how to get back into the word of God. Y con eso en mente, queremos ver cómo Volver a esa cena antigua. How to Dios. get back into the word and experience it. Cómo retornar a la palabra y, y experimentarla. And let it be a part of our lives. Y que sea parte de nuestra vida. And, and today in Psalms, uh, we were reading with our family in Psalms 17. Y hoy en el Salmo, capítulo 17. In, in Psalm 17, some uh, precious scripture and, and, uh, that... Uh, 
And here David says in verse 4, he says, Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold, my, hold up my goings in thy paths that my footsteps slip not. Verse 4 and 5. Dice en cuanto a las obras humanas, por la palabra de tus labios yo me he guardado de la senda de los violentos. Y sustenta mis pasos en tus caminos para que mis pies no resbalen. Amen. David was concerned. He wanted. He said, it's, it's by your word, Lord, by the word of your lips. And he wasn't just talking about something written down that he would refer to, but hearing those words from God's lips, he says, by those words, I keep myself out of the wrong paths. Y él, David dice aquí que por la palabra dice de tus labios, no tanto una palabra escrita, sino que por esa palabra de Dios dice, él había, se había guardado sus pies de caída. And, and uh, the, he says, hold up my goings. Verse 5. Lord, hold my steps. Sustenta mis pasos, dice. Keep me in the right path, Lord. Manténme en el camino, dice, derecho. David was sure that if he kept close to God's word, things would go well for him. David estaba seguro que si se mantenía cercano a la palabra de Dios, que todo iba a ir, iba a ir bien con él. He says, I've hidden, in Psalm 119, he says, I've hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. En el Salmo 119, él dijo, en mi corazón he escondido tu palabra para no pecar contra ti. And there's no better solution for these little sins and things in our life than getting back into the word of God. Y no hay mejor solución para todos estos pequeños pecados en nuestra vida uh, que volver de vuelta a la palabra de Dios. Just getting into it and studying it and reading it and meditating upon it. En, uh, entrarte en la palabra de Dios y meditar en ella, estudiarla. That's what God wants to do. Look in Ephesians chapter 5 also. Eso es lo que Dios quiere que hagamos. Miramos también en Efesios capítulo 5. We see this is what Jesus wants to do with the church. Y es lo que vemos que es lo que Cristo quiere hacer con la iglesia. In Ephesians chapter 5 en Efesios capítulo 5. There is a washing that comes through the blood of Jesus. Hay un lavamiento que viene por la sangre de Cristo. And we need that washing every day. Y necesitamos ese lavamiento cada día. We need that cleansing every day. Necesitamos esa limpieza cada día. Um, we, we, when we first came to Christ, it was His blood that washed us clean. Y cuando primeramente venimos a Cristo fue su sangre que nos lavó, nos hizo limpio. And it was his blood that as we continued walking in light, his blood continues to cleanse us and, and, and deliver us from sin. Y fue su sangre que mientras continuamos andando en la luz, es que su sangre continúa limpiándonos y, y guardarnos del pecado. There's wonderful power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Y hay un maravilloso poder en la sangre There's de Jesús. There's wonderful power and deliverance in His precious blood. Hay un poder maravilloso en, el, en la sangre de Jesús. But there's also a cleansing that we need through God's word. Pero hay también un, un lavamiento que necesitamos a través de la palabra de Dios. And this cleansing is like a renewing inside of us. Y este lavamiento es como una renovación dentro de nosotros. It's a renewing that not not necessarily just washes away the old, it also brings in the new. It gives a cleansing for newness in our lives. Y es un lavamiento que no solamente lava lo viejo, sino de que también ajá, ah, 
algo nuevo ¿no? que, que, que trae nosotros nuestra vida y es lo que Cristo trata, trata de hacer con su iglesia en estos últimos días en Ephesians 5 habla acerca de la relación del esposo y la esposa y de, de de Jesús y la iglesia. That's a beautiful relationship to study and to understand. <coughs> Una relación muy hermosa de estudiar y entender. Ephesians 5 verse 25 it says husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. 525, ¿eh? <laughs> Ephesians 5 y 25 dice maridos amad a vuestras mujeres así como Cristo amó a la iglesia y se entregó a sí mismo por ella. Uh -huh. And he goes on in verse 26 that he might sanctify, referring to what Jesus is going to do to the church, that he might sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. Y el verso 26 dice, para santificarlas, hablando de lo que va a hacer con la iglesia, habiéndola purificado en el lavamiento del agua, por la palabra. So something happens when we get into the word of God. Que, There's a washing that takes place. Que algo pasa cuando, no, cuando entramos en la palabra de Dios, hay un lavamiento que toma lugar. We can be washed in the blood every, you know, we can ask the Lord to keep us under the blood and wash us in the blood and that's necessary. Y podemos siempre pedir al Señor que nos mantenga bajo su sangre, que nos lave por su sangre y eso es necesario. We can pray that for our children every day, Lord, keep them under the blood, Lord, keep my children under the blood, Lord, keep my family under the blood. Podemos orar por nuestros niños y pedirle a Dios de que mantenga a nuestros hijos bajo su sangre, a nuestra familia bajo su sangre. But there's another area that we need to come back to. Pero hay otra área en la que tenemos que regresar. And that's the washing of the word. Y ese es el lavamiento de la palabra. It takes time. To get washed in the Word. And unfortunately, it's not something you can do a few times in your life and it lasts for a while. I'd hate to ask this question, but I need to ask it more often in the school, uh, at least with our children. We often ask them, how often do you take a shower or a bath each week? Y a veces pues, no, no me gusta mucho preguntar esta pregunta, pero en la escuela lo, lo hacíamos con los niños, ¿eh? de que les preguntamos cuán a menudo se bañan, ¿Mm? cuántas veces pues, now, a menudo now, se bañan. En este country back in the 18, back in the early 1800s, <coughs> or este, 1700s actually. Y en este país, por ejemplo, en el, en lo, en lo, en el año del 1700, the people didn't take a bath. Of course, there wasn't much hot water or running water, but they, it was not accustomed to take a bath more than maybe once a, or twice a month. No era costumbre bañarse, sino que quizás cada dos veces al mes. Yeah, and part of the reason they felt that was a healthier way to live. Y para la, parte de la razón era porque pensaban que era una manera más saludable de vivir. They were afraid to wash themselves too much, it seems. Tenían miedo, temor, quizás de lavarse mucho. You studied about Benjamin Franklin in school, right? Yeah, quizás. Remember Benjamin han, Franklin? Han estudiado de, de, de Benjamin Franklin en la escuela. You ¿no? know, he, he was a very interesting man and very contrary. He, he he chose a lot of different paths that people would have never walked down. Y fue un hombre muy interesante porque contrario a muchos, no él escogió un, un camino muy diferente en, en, en cómo andar. But when he began to, when he decided he needed to bathe once a week, that was a scandal in people's eyes. <gasps> once a week, you know. Y cuando él decidió que necesitaba bañarse por lo menos una vez a la semana, eso fue un escándalo para muchos. Una semana, cada una de las semanas <laughs> once a week, you're bathing once a week, you're going to be sick. Te estás bañando una vez a la semana, te vas a enfermar. And it was kind of like a, like people began to realize, hey, this man's not getting sick. 
Y se comenzaron después a preguntarse, oh, este hombre no se está enfermando. Most likely he was spending a lot less money on deodorant too. Y seguramente que está gastando menos dinero en desodorante. The question is, how often do we need to bathe? La pregunta es, ¿cuán a menudo tenemos que bañarnos? How often do we do it? ¿Cuán, cuán a menudo lo hacemos? Well, I don't know about you all. I find uh, it necessary every day. Ahora, no sé de todos aquí, pero yo lo encuentro que es necesario cada día. Twice a day sometimes. Dos veces al día a veces. And... This is, I think, something God wants us to see with His Word. We need not to wait once a month, once a week to get bathed in His Word. Morning and night. Morning and night. And we have a real problem. And I'm hoping as we do this little study of the, of the different titles given to God's Word, we can, we can understand the problem that we have. It goes back to the two trees in the Garden of Eden, which I like to always share on. And the idea is, well, if we can just learn the Word, and once we know it, then we're cleansed by it for all time. There were two trees. One was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You would eat of it and then you would know everything. But the other was the tree of life. And there's a big difference between the two. Y hay una gran diferencia entre los dos. And we often look at God's word as just the tree of knowledge. Y a menudo miramos la palabra de Dios como un árbol del conocimiento. And once we know it, y una vez que lo conocemos, once we've heard it, una vez que hemos oído, we think, well, now that area of our life is cleansed from all for all time. Decimos, I need bueno, to hear something new. Decimos, ahora esa área de mi vida ya está limpia una, una vez y por todas y necesito oír algo más. But it doesn't happen like that. Pero no sucede así. Doesn't happen like that. No sucede así. It has to be a day by day process. Tiene que ser un proceso de día a día. Sometimes the same scripture again and again. A menudo quizá la misma escritura una y otra vez. To, to really get a deep cleansing in our lives. Para en verdad poder tener una, un, un, un buen lavamiento en nuestra vida. Just because we've heard it or we've known it is not enough. Y solamente porque lo hemos oído y lo conocemos, lo sabemos, ya no, no if, es suficiente. If we're going to be ready for the coming of Christ. We need to be a glorious church in verse 27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. The church needs to be cleansed. Lavada. And it's something a day by day renewing and washing in His Word. God needs to help us in that area. Dios tiene que en esa área. And somehow we need to find new and fresh ways to get into God's Word, not only for ourselves, but to be able to share it with others also. Now last week we began with a two of the the different titles given to God's word. One is the word of power. La semana pasada empezamos con estos, dos, estos diferentes títulos que, que, que daba la palabra de Dios. El primero siendo la palabra de su poder. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 says that he holds all things up by the word of his power. En Hebreo capítulo 1 verso 3 dice que él sostiene todas las cosas por el poder 
Por la palabra de su poder. The power of his word, the word of his power. O sea, la palabra de su poder. And the question we ask ourselves, taken from Isaiah 66, is do, do, do I really tremble at God's word or is it something I just kind of snicker and laugh at when I hear it? Y la pregunta que nos hacíamos de Isaías 66, 2 al 5 es de que si en verdad tiemblo yo a la palabra, a su palabra, en su palabra, o es algo que solamente uh, quizás nos hace reír a veces. That's right. Um, we need to be those that have tremendous, we need a deeper and deeper respect for the living word of God. Necesitamos tener un respeto más y más profundo por la palabra de Dios. Now, the second thing we shared last week was that it's the word of faith. Y lo segundo que compartimos fue acerca de la palabra de fe. And the mystery of faith we talked about, how faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Y el misterio de la el misterio de la fe que hemos compartimos es de que la fe viene por el oír y el oír la palabra de Dios. But also, pero también, when the word comes, cuando la palabra viene, we need to mix it with faith. Necesitamos mezclarla con fe. Faith comes by hearing the word. La fe viene por el oír la palabra. We also need to hear it by faith. También necesitamos oírla por fe. It's a mystery. Un misterio. How it works. Cómo trabaja. But it's it, it's necessary. Just spending time in God's word increases our level of faith. And one of the questions we had, we ask ourselves is, are we receiving God's word with faith? First Thessalonians 2:13 it says this. Are, are we receiving it as the word of man? Or the word of God. La estamos recibiendo como la palabra de hombre o la palabra de Dios. It's very easy to to to, to let to come down on an earthly plane and just hear these words as good counsel as much as anybody else's counsel. Y es fácil quizás bajarnos a un nivel uh, muy muy plano aquí, ¿no? Y, y escuchar estas estas palabras como un buen simple consejo, ¿no? Que cualquier otro puede dar. And we need, but we need. To hear it as God's word all the time. Como la de Dios. Now I know I, even when I, when I hear that when I hear messages on the radio, y en el radio, or I happen to see a message given on TV, o veo un en la my first thing is, Lord, are you speaking to me? La, mi es, Señor, me estás a mí. And, and uh, it's not a matter of how good the message is or who who it is that's actually sharing it. Is it sometimes it's just one little phrase that comes and comes right into the heart whenever our hearts. Are looking up in faith at the Lord. I'm sorry. So, sometimes just one little phrase that comes. And it's enough to set our hearts on fire. But we need to be listening with faith. Uh, let's go to Acts chapter 20. We want to look at the next number three here. Acts chapter 20. Hechos capítulo 20 y queremos ver el punto número 3 aquí. And there's an expression that Paul uses as he refers to the word of God here. Y una expresión que Pablo usa aquí al referirse a la palabra de Dios. In Acts chapter 20, uh, Hechos capítulo 20, in verse 32. El verso 32. Now, the background of this verse is that Paul is seeing the people here in Ephesus for probably one of the last times. Y aquí Pablo está ve a estos creyentes aquí en Éfeso quizás por la última vez. And he's given a very long message. Les da un bien largo. He's been sharing for a long time. Ha, ha con ellos por un buen he's been preaching to them. He, you see, they, they didn't give messages for 45 minutes like we do today. If you look back, it says uh, in, in verse 7 that Paul preached unto them. Uh, and he con it says he continued his speech 
until midnight. Y vemos en el verso 7 si continuamos vemos de que él continuó su prédica hasta la medianoche. In verse 9, y verso 9. Because verse 8 says that they they were up in an upper chamber. They were up like maybe second or third floor in a building. Verso 9 vemos que vemos que estaban quizás en el piso alto no del edificio and uh, they were gathered there it says in verse 9 that there was sitting in one of the windows on this third second or third floor there was sitting in a window a man named Eutychus vemos dice que estaba quizás en este tercer piso del edificio que estaba un hombre sentado ahí llamado Eutico and he being fall he was falling into a deep sleep y se había quedado profundamente dormido Now it's wonderful to have a deep sleep, right? All of us wish we could have deep sleep. <laughs> But he was in the wrong place for sleep. On one side, he was the, the word of God was coming forth. And on the other side was a drop of about uh, you know probably 10 or 20 feet. And it says, as Paul was long preaching. How does it say that in Spanish? As Paul was long preaching. Ah, uh, dice aquí en español dice que cuando, mientras Pablo disertaba largamente. Disertaba largamente. Huh? <laughs> Paul, he just kept on and on and on. I'm sure you've had messages like that, even here. I'm sure. Mientras Pablo on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And just said that Paul, it says he sunk down with sleep and fell down. What it says the third floor from the third loft. It was on the third floor. He fell down and was and when went down to see what happened to him they, they saw he was dead. <laughs> Dice que vencido del sueño cayó del tercer piso abajo y bueno cuando bajaron a, ve, a verlo vieron que estaba muerto. Now Paul didn't get all upset about that and he he didn't say what well, serves him right. He shouldn't have been sleeping while I was preaching. Eso, no, o sea, no dijo Pablo bueno se lo merece. Now, he shouldn't have been sleeping anyway. No hubiera estado durmiendo. Now, he went down he says trouble not yourselves his life is there and he uh, fell upon him they prayed he woke up he was right alive again. Pablo dice que más bien le dijo no os alarméis está bien no dice que abrazándole uh, él and he, Paul went on preaching some more continuó después volvió en sí este este hombre no y después continuó predicando más by the way do you know what Eutychus means sabes lo que Eutico significa Eutychus means satisfied significa satisfecho content Contento, ya, contento. Not, not, in other words, not hungry, not thirsty anymore. He's had enough. Ya tuvo suficiente. And of course, as is his name, so was his character in this instance. But this is the situation taking place. Paul is sharing with the people, knowing that he may not ever see them again because he was on his way Uh, most likely to be martyred for Jesus. Quizás por la última vez, porque sabiendo que ya no iba a verles, al partir iba a ser quizás iba a morir como Marte por Cristo. Right. In verse 28, he's telling them to take heed unto themselves and to all the flock. En el verso 28, él dice que mirad, dice por vosotros y ver por por todo el rebaño también. And he's giving them warning, he's especially speaking to the elders, the ones that were working to build the church. Y le da advertencia, quizás especialmente a los ancianos quizás tra que tra estaban, trabajaban con la iglesia. He says the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church. Dice el Espíritu Santo os ha puesto por obispos para apacentar la iglesia. What do you feed the church with? Who can tell me? ¿Con quién entonces alimenta 
apacienta la iglesia. What do you feed the church with? ¿Con qué apacienta la iglesia? With the word of God. Con la palabra de Dios. That's the food the church needs. Esa es la comida que necesita la iglesia. He goes on and tells, he warns them about wolves that will come in, not sparing the flock. Continúa diciendo, les advierte acerca de quizás lobos que han de venir um, sin considerar a, a la, a, al rebaño. And in verse 32, he finishes by saying, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Those are some powerful words. Y el verso 32 termina él diciéndoles, Y ahora, hermanos, os encomiendo a Dios y a la palabra de su gracia que tiene poder para uh, sobreedificaros y daros herencia con todos los santificados. The word of his grace. La palabra de su gracia. That's the expression that we're using right now. Esa es la expresión que usamos ahora. The word of his grace. La palabra de su gracia. We've called it the word of power. We've yeah. called it the word of faith. Now the expression is the word of grace. Le llamamos, le llamamos la palabra de su poder, la palabra de fe, y ahora le llama la palabra de la palabra de su gracia. It's able to build us up. Que, que puede sobre edificarnos. Edificarnos, dándonos la fuerza, la habilidad para continuar adelante. You know, a few weeks ago we were talking about doing God's will. Semanas atrás hablábamos acerca de hacer la voluntad de Dios. In John chapter 4, let's go back to that verse. We talked about the meat offering and how that speaks about us doing God's will. Y en Juan capítulo 4 hablamos acerca de esa, esa ofrenda de grano, de trigo, ahí, yeah. de trigo, ¿no? De que ella hablaba acerca de hacer la voluntad de Dios. Yeah, and, and how that, that the, as a priest would make this bread, this, this, uh, these little cakes. Que mientras el sacerdote uh, cocinaba, hacía estos, estos, um, estas, estas tortas, ¿no? Yeah, they had to have, uh, they had to be mixed, the flour had to be mixed with oil. La harina tenía que ser mezclada con aceite. And then they had to sprinkle incense on it. Y tenía que ser, um, quizás, tenía que tener el incienso también. Uh, to give a good fragrance. Para darle fragancia. And those cakes were cooked in fire then. Y esas tortas las cocinaban en fuego. Right, and uh, how important each one of those, we talked about those ingredients. The oil speaks about the Holy Ghost in our lives. The incense speaks about praise and thankfulness. Y importante, hablamos de que estos ingredientes, por ejemplo, el aceite, Habla acerca del Espíritu Santo, nuestra vida, ¿verdad? Y el incienso, ahora por la alabanza, yeah, y dar gracia a nuestra vida también. Y cómo estas cosas son necesarias. Y parte de estas tortas no eran ofrecidas como, como ofrenda, ¿no? And the other part, en el altar. And the other part were given for the priest for food. Y la otra parte era, era usada ¿no? como comida para el sacerdote. En John chapter 4. Y en Juan capítulo 4. Jesus talks about the food that he ate. Jesús habla acerca de la comida que él comió. And if you can remember back in the, even when he just before he began ministry when he was being tempted by Satan, what was his answer to the devil? Y si recordamos aún antes de que empezara su ministerio, ministerio cuando fue tentado, ¿cuál fue su respuesta al diablo? When the devil came and said, Jesus, you've been fasting for 40 days, you're hungry. In fact, the Bible says he was very hungry. Cuando ayunó por 40 días, ¿no? Y que, que estaba hambriento. 
Y que and el, the Bible el, says he was very hungry. La Biblia dice que estaba muy hambriento, ¿no? And there were wild beasts all around. Y habían quizás bestias salvajes alrededor. Satan says, "Here's some stones. Just turn them into bread and Sat have some food right now." Satanás le dijo, "Aquí hay unas piedras, conviértelas en pan y come ahora." Jesus says, "My meat or the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God." Y Jesús le respondió, "Mi comida," le dijo él, o, o, o mejor dicho, le dijo que el hombre no solo de pan vivirá, vivirá Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. sino de cada palabra que procede de la boca de Dios y él le dijo esa es mi comida y él está en verdad más bien citando de Deuteronomio capítulo 8 Deuteronomio capítulo 8 donde nos habla acerca del maná que, que, que caía that Words esa palabra, esas palabras is our food. es nuestra comida that word esa palabra is for our strength. es por nuestra fortaleza that word builds us up. esa palabra nos edifica tiene más vitaminas y minerales que cualquier suplemento que puedas tomar It's what we need es lo que necesitamos to do God's will. para hacer la voluntad de Dios y Jesús aquí en Juan capítulo 4 esto fue una similar respuesta que dio a sus discípulos y aquí en Juan capítulo 4 vemos una respuesta similar que dio a sus discípulos en Juan capítulo 4 a Jesús tenía mucha hambre estaba sediento y termina hablando con una con esta mujer que estaba junto al pozo he ends up sharing with this woman about salvation about the river water of life and she runs off and tells everybody she saw the Messiah termina hablando con ella acerca de la salvación de las aguas vivas y ella termina corriendo sale corriendo a todo a, a decir a todo el mundo acerca de él he never did get his drink of water that he originally asked her for y él finalmente nunca recibió ese 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 vaso de agua que había pedido. And his disciples had just come back from town looking for food where he had sent them. Y los discípulos habían regresado ya de la ciudad donde habían ido para buscar comida. And it says in verse 31. Y en el verso 31. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, "Master, eat." Dice entre tanto los discípulos le rogaban diciéndole, "Rabí, come." They brought the food that he had asked them to get. Habían traído la comida que él había pedido. But he looked at them. Pero, él les miró. And he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you don't even know about. <laughs> y les dijo, yo tengo una comida que comer que vosotros no sabéis. Now remember, he was hungry. Ahora recuerdemos, estaba con he hambre. He was thirsty. Tenía sed. He hadn't eaten, he hadn't drunk anything. No había comido, no había tomado nada. He asked the woman for water and she didn't even give it to him. Le pidió a la mujer por agua y ni siquiera se la dio. But he had preached to her. Pero la predicó. She had heard salvation. Escuchó la salvación. And here the disciples come with food. Y aquí los discípulos regresan con comida. And he says, I have food to eat that you don't even know about. Y él dice, yo tengo comida, yo tengo una comida que comer que nosotros no sabéis. Verse 33, therefore the disciples said one to another, hath any man brought him something to eat? Y en verso 33 dice que los discípulos decían unos a otros, le habrá traído alguien de comer. They were trying to figure out, he sent us into town to buy some food. Y estaban tratando de entender, ¿no? Les envió a la ciudad a traer comida. And here we see him talking to a woman at a well. Y aquí le vemos hablando con una, esta mujer en el pozo. Did somebody already bring him the food? Le habrá traído ya alguien comida and Jesus said unto them my meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work y Jesús les dijo que 
Mi comida es que haga la voluntad del que me envió y que acabe su obra. And the message is this. Y el mensaje es We este. often say, well, we can't do God's will because we're not strong enough or we're not able or we don't know how. Y el mensaje bueno que a menudo decimos no podemos hacer la voluntad de Dios porque no pudimos uh, uh, no 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 somos fuertes suficientemente, ¿no? Yeah. Oh. We, we have all kinds of obstacles. Y tenemos quizás toda clase de obstáculos. We say, well, we can't do it until these things are provided for. Y decimos, no, no, no puedo hacerlo hasta que estas cosas sean proveídas. We can't do that. No podemos hacer eso. Uh, other people can do God's will because it's, it's, they're able to do it. They have enough time or they have enough money or they have enough health. We Otro, can't. Otros pueden quizás hacer la voluntad de Dios porque tienen suficiente tiempo, dinero o, o, o salud. ¿no? Nosotros no podemos. But that's never the way God sees it. Pero no es así como Dios lo ve. God doesn't say, okay, well, whenever you know you get enough strength or you learn enough in school or you get enough ability, then you can start doing my will. That's not what God says. Dios no dice, bueno, cuando tengas suficiente uh, fuerza o que tengas suficiente conocimiento en escuela yeah, o que puedas, lo hace, ¿no? He says, if you do my will, Él dice, si haces mi voluntad, if you Do my will. Si haces mi voluntad, that will be your food. Esa va a ser tu comida. That'll be your provision. Esa va a ser tu provisión. I will provide. Yo voy a proveer. I'll give you what you need. Yo voy a darte lo que necesitas. It has nothing to do with whether you can or can't or want to or don't want to. It's whether or not if you, it's my will. If it's my will, you can do it. No tiene nada que ver con que si puedo o no puedo, ¿no? Si es la voluntad de Dios. La puedes hacer. There is grace. Hay gracia. Remember what God told Paul. Recuerda lo que Pablo le dijo a Pablo, Paul, lo que Dios le dijo a Pablo. Paul seemed to have some kind of an affliction. He called it a thorn in the flesh. Pablo parece ser tenía alguna aflicción, ¿no? Y que bueno, él le llamó ese um, eso, He says it's a thorn in my flesh. And he also described it as Satan, a messenger of Satan that was sent to buffet him. That means knock him around a little bit. And he says, you know, And, and he began to say, God, please take these problems away. Some people think it's a sickness, others have different ideas, but whatever it was, it was something that was hindering him from what he thought he should be doing. But God says no. Pero Dios dice, Dios le dijo, no. My grace. Él le dijo, mi gracia. Is sufficient for you. Es suficiente para ti. You see? My grace. Mi gracia. Now if we're not in God's will, Ahora, si no estamos en la voluntad de Dios, then there's no grace. Entonces no hay gracia. Can you say amen to that? ¿Puedes decir amen a eso? Is that right? Hmm? See, years ago I, I, read a, I read a little phrase that says, God's will will never lead me where his grace won't keep me. Ah. Hace unos años leía esta porción que decía que la gracia de Dios nunca me va a dejar donde God's grace will never lead me, lead me. La gracia de Dios nunca me va a dejar. No, no, a guiar. A guiar, oh, me va a guiar. The grace of God will never lead me where, I'm sorry, the will of God will never lead me to a place where his grace can't keep me. O sea que la voluntad de Dios nunca me va a guiar a un lugar donde la gracia de Dios no pueda guardarme ¿no? O, o, o sostenerme. That's right. Think about it just for a minute. Just, just I, I know our, our 
We're very stubborn and it's hard for us to see it like y this. Eso, ¿no? que a veces pues, somos bien, bien terco, ¿no? Y es difícil verlo. Así. We're so quick to say no, I can't, Lord. Y, y somos tan pronto a decir no, no puedo, Señor. But just think about it. Pero pensemos, ¿no? If God asks you to do something, si Dios me pide hacer algo, would it be fair? Sería justo. If he knew you couldn't? Sabe, si sabe de que no puedes. Right? Mm? If he saw you lying on the ground and you didn't have any legs. Y él, si él te ve en el suelo, ¿no? Y no tienes piernas. He says, "You have to do my will. You got to get up and walk." Tienes que hacer mi voluntad, te dice Dios, y tienes que levantarte y caminar. Or you won't be able to do my will. No vas a poder hacer mi voluntad. Get up and walk. Levántate y camina. But Lord, I ain't got no legs, Lord. Y you know. Yo no tengo piernas. How can I walk? I don't have any. Can't you see? I don't have legs, Lord. No puedo caminar. No lo ves que no puedo. No tengo piernas. But if He says, "Get up and walk," pero si él dice, levántate y camina, would it be fair if He knew we couldn't? Sería justo si él sabe que no puedes. Right? I think of what Jesus told some of the sick people. There was a man with a withered arm. It was shrunk. Shriveled. Like a prune. Yeah, it was just shriveled up, whatever that is. And, and, and you know, he could not, he could not use it. It just shriveled up. No podía usarla, ¿no? Now when Jesus sees him, he didn't say, I'm going to pray for you so that problem will go away. He didn't say that. He said, stick out your arm. Man's looking at that. Now Lord, can't, <laughs> Lord, look at the arm here. Now you want me to stick it out, right? Sure, you want me to stick my arm out. I mean, look at my arm, Lord. How is that possible? Jesus, Fortunately, the man didn't give all those arguments to the Lord. Y bueno, afortunadamente este hombre no dio todos estos argumentos. Bible says he stretched forth his arm. La Biblia dice donde que él extendió su brazo. And as he stretched it forth, y al extenderlo, it stretched out. Se extendió. You guys look at me like that's in the Bible. Is it in the Bible? Have you seen it in the Bible? Yeah, it's in the Bible. Better look at it just to be sure. Look with me. Um, I think it's Matthew chapter eight. Yeah, Matthew chapter eight. Some of the healings that Jesus did. Now you know we, we get these you know these healing evangelists that that blow on people and and, and do all kinds of, of things uh, and pray and grunt and groan. And sometimes when we pray for sick people, we pray and we grunt and we groan and we you know all kinds of things. Jesus didn't even do a lot of that stuff. He just said you know stand up and walk or you know rise up from the dead or get out of that tomb. You know, and so he just all he did was just say things. Algunas veces estas sanidades que Jesús hizo, ¿no? De que uh, Jesús no hizo muchas de estas cosas a veces que vemos, ¿no? De que hoy en día, sino de que simplemente él habló de que um, levántate y anda, ¿no? Yeah, just get up and walk. He said. Él dijo, levántate y anda simplemente. And here in, in Matthew chapter eight, y aquí en, en, en Mateo capítulo ocho, verse two, there was a, uh, uh, actually this is the, uh, no, this is the one where the man is, uh, yeah, this is the leper that's here in, in Matthew eight, verse. Um, That will make me clean. Let's see. Well, it is in the Bible, right? Are you sure? Let's see if we can find it. You found it? Matthew 12. Yeah, there we go. Matthew 12. 
Uh -huh, verse 10. Manoseka. <laughs> okay, Matthew 12, verse 10, withered. Yeah, Matthew 12, verse 10. It says, 12, verse 10 ¿no? And it says, Behold, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? And so on. And, of course, he goes through the discussion about the Sabbath day. But his, the very next thing he does is verse 13, Then he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. And other times, you know, when men were lying down, Jesus says, get up and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. Peter and John, when they went to the temple, they saw the man there asking for alms. They said, we don't, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give it to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And that's exactly what the people did. So when the word of God comes, when the word of God comes and God speaks or his, he speaks forth his will there's always grace to do it. You see, our question is well, was it really God? You see? The real problem is not whether we can do God's will or not what is his will? That's where, we, that's where the real problem is. It's not, I'm hoping that we're at a place where we can say, Lord, whatever your will is, I know I can do it. Lord, I know I can do it. Yo sé que puedo hacerlo, if it's your will si es tu voluntad, and you're asking me to do it, me estás me pides que lo haga, I can say yes to it. Puedo decir sí because there's grace. Hay there's ability hay in the very word that comes. En la palabra misma que viene. Think about when God spoke to when Jesus spoke to Lazarus. Cuando, uh, Jesús habló a when he told Lazarus has been dead for several days. Jesus shouts. He says, Lazarus, come forth. Now Lazarus is, Lazarus is lying there. Not, not, not. Doesn't he see I'm dead? He's asking me to get up and walk out there? That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing he's asking me to do. Lazarus didn't ask any questions, did he? He got up. And he walked out. Right? And that was the command. Y ese fue el and, and, and that's the way we need to understand it. Y así que you see, when God speaks to us, Dios nos habla, when He tells us what He wants us to do, nos dice lo que que hagamos, the real only question we should have in our mind is, Lord, is it You? That was Peter's question. Fue la pregunta de Pedro. Lord, is it You? Señor, eres tú. Are You the one calling me to come forth? ¿Eres tú quien me está llamando? Because que, if it's You, then I know I can step out of this boat and walk on the water. I don't have any problem doing it, Lord. No problem at all. You see, I don't need any lifesaver. I don't need any special, you know, swimming classes or anything. If, you, if it's you, call me. Hazme venir. And I will come. Y voy a ir. That's, that's where we need to be at. Ahí donde necesitamos estar. Now, not all Christians come to that place. Ahora, no todo cristiano quizás llega a ese lugar. A lot of Christians are still, well, you know, I just, I know really what he wants me to do, but I would, I don't think I can do that. I'm going to stay in a place where I feel more comfortable. Y muchos dicen, bueno, yo sé a dónde, yo sé a dónde él quiere, dónde debería estar, pero... Uh, yo me siento aquí confortable bien y aquí mejor prefiero estar. And we'll never experience 
the grace of God's word or the word of his grace. Y nunca más experimentar la gracia o mejor dicho sino la palabra de su gracia ¿no? God wants us to experience it. Dios quiere que lo experimentemos Él quiere que podamos entender ver de que su palabra su voluntad es nuestra comida Now, if you go to Deuteronomy, chapter eight, y si vamos a Deuteronomio capítulo 8 en Deuteronomio capítulo 8 this Is why God dealt with the Israelites in the way that He did in the wilderness. Esta es la razón por la que Dios trató con los israelitas como hizo en el desierto. There was a reason. Había una razón. Why He did what ha Why He did what He did in the wilderness. Por qué hizo lo que hizo en el desierto. He could have taken them very quickly into the promised land. It was only a few days' journey. Él los pudo haber llevado muy rápidamente a la tierra prometida. Era solamente una jornada de días. But They had been a people used to slavery in Egypt. Pero habían sido un pueblo acostumbrado a, 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 a la esclavitud en Egipto. They had been a people used to just doing doing what they've been told uh, and, and not even considering that there's another option. Era un pueblo que estaba acostumbrado a hacer lo que se les decía sin considerar ninguna otra opción. And he brings these people out out of that slavery. Y saca a este pueblo de esa esclavitud to become a people that can depend on him. Para llegar a ser un pueblo que pueda depender en Dios. And in the wilderness, y en el desierto, there was no food. No había comida. There wasn't much rain. No había mucha lluvia. lluvia. There probably wasn't any rain at all. Quizás no había lluvia del todo. There was very little water. Había muy poca agua. And yet it says, if you look here in Deuteronomy 8, y dice, si vemos aquí en Deuteronomio 8, in verse 4, your raiment, your clothing did not get old upon you, neither did your foot swell for those 40 years. Dice que tu vestido nunca se envejeció sobre ti, ni el, uh, ni el se te ha hinchado en esos 40 años. God even kept their clothing in good condition. <laughs> Dios aún guardó sus vestiduras en buena condición. All those 40 years in the wilderness. Esos 40 años en el desierto. You see? And while they were there, y mientras estuvieron ahí, God was teaching them Dios le enseñó to be dependent on him. A, a, que, a poder depender de él. And to provide water y para proveer agua, there was a rock that follows them. The Bible says. Había una roca que les siguió, dice la Biblia. And out of that rock came living water. Y de esa roca salió agua viva. They had to trust. Tenían que confiar. That wherever they were at, there was going to be that rock they could drink from. Donde quiera que estaban, iba a estar allí esa roca en la que podían confiar. They failed the test many times. They murmured. They complained. They wanted to go back to the ways of Egypt. Y fallaron la prueba muchas veces. O sea, se quejaron. Uh, murmuraron y, y querían regresar a Egipto. Pero Dios quería enseñarle a que pudieran depender en él. As far as food, y en cuanto a comida, ¿recuerdan la comida que Dios les dio? What it was ¿Qué era? En Psalms es called angels bread. En los angels food. Dice, uh, comida de ángeles. That's what it says in Psalms. It was called angels food. What's it called? ¿Qué se llamaba word? la comida? Manna. And the, that word really means what is it? Y que significaba qué es esto? What is it? ¿Qué es esto? When the people saw in, in the morning when the dew would come early in the morning and uh, then it would lift up the dew would lift off there would be little white things all over the place. Y por la mañana no en el momento que el rocío caía, ¿no? Y y uh, después de 
everywhere, all over the place. Se podían ver, habían quedado en todo el lugar. And so they would, the children of Israel would go out early in the morning before the sun was very hot. They would go out and they would gather this manna. Y los israelitas, muy de mañana, antes de que el sol o que se pusiera muy caliente, salían ellos y recogían este maná. The very first day that it happened, el, mismo, el, el mismo primer día que sucedió. God had told Moses, tell the people what's going to happen, get them ready for it. Eh, ya Dios le había dicho a Moisés que le dijera saber al pueblo que iba a pasar y que se alistaran. Because in the morning they're going to see the glory of the Lord. Porque en la mañana van a ver la gloria del Señor. And so God, Moses prepared the people, the next morning they went out and they looked. Y Moisés preparó al pueblo y, y salieron y vieron. And they saw all this white stuff everywhere. Y vieron todas estas hojuelas blancas por todos lados. And their first question to one another is, what is it? Y la primera pregunta a todos que hicieron es, ¿qué es esto? The way you say in, in Hebrew, the way you say what is it, it's mana, mana, mana. What is it? Y, y la, la manera en que pregunta hace esa pregunta en hebreo era mana, mana. ¿Qué es esto? What is it? ¿Qué es esto? And, the, and Moses said, this is the bread the Lord's given you to eat. Y Moisés le dijo, este es el pan que Dios les And it was very interesting the way God provided this bread. He didn't bring a whole bunch down on Monday, which would be enough for the rest of the week, did he? It was. It had to be given. It was given every day. Fue dado, sino que era dado cada día. They weren't allowed to keep it for the next day. No se les permitía guardar nada para el siguiente día. Remember what happened if you tried to keep a little bit of that manna for the next day? Recuerda lo que pasaba si tratabas de guardar un poco de esa maná para el siguiente día? But what happened? ¿Qué pasaba? It would spoil. Sé que. And then get full of worms. Se llenaba de gusanos. <laughs> it spoil. Get full of worms. They couldn't keep any extra. No podían guardar nada. And it was very strange the way that the people gathered it because if you got too little and you brought it back to your house, it was just enough. Y era extraño la manera en que lo recogían porque digamos si recogían muy poco y lo bueno lo llevas a tu casa. They would find out it was just enough. Even if it was just a little, what they gathered. When they brought it back, it was just enough. And if they got a whole bunch one day, they si gathered a whole bunch of it. And brought it back to their house. It was still just enough. There was some miracle in that bread. That was always just enough. Whether it was just a little piece, or whole buckets full, it was always just enough. Era, iba a ser siempre suficiente. And if they would try to save a little bit of it for the future, si de un poquito para el futuro, they would have worms and be no good the very next day. The only day manna didn't come el único día que el maná no venía was on the Sabbath day. fue el día sábado. It was a day of rest. El día de reposo. God told him you don't need to do that. Dios le dijo no necesitaban hacer eso. You can rest. Pueden descansar. And what would happen is that the previous day lo que pasaba es que el día anterior there would be a double portion given. Habría una doble porción que les era dado. So the day before the Sabbath there was a double portion of manna that fell. Así que el día antes del sábado había una doble porción de maná que caía. And that night they could keep a portion for the Sabbath. 
y esa noche podían guardar una porción para el día sábado y no se iba a malear y solo ahí mismo ¿no? varios milagros ¿no? en cuanto al, alrededor del día sábado First of all, there was no manna that came on a Sabbath. primero que en el día sábado no había maná que caía Second of all, there was twice as much that came the day before. segundo que, que había que doble porción recibían el día antes And third, y tercero they could keep it for the next day on that previous night podían guardarlo para el siguiente día en la, la noche anterior right. so manna is a very beautiful picture of the word of God así que maná es una, 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 un tipo muy muy hermoso ¿no? de, de la palabra de Dios contrary to what a lot of us oftentimes think you can never get enough today to last you for the rest of the week muy contrario a lo que muchos pensamos ¿no? de que nunca puedes recibir suficiente hoy para que te dure para la, para la semana you can never get enough of it right now to last you for tomorrow nunca puedes recibir suficiente ahora que te, que te, uh, te dure tomorrow. hasta mañana it won't be good tomorrow. no va a estar bueno no va a ser bueno para mañana It'll get full of worms. se va a engusanar mañana It'll be spoiled. Va, va a estar arruinado so, Here in Deuteronomy 8, this is what God says. This is what God, God tells Mo, what Moses is saying that God had done. Y aquí en Deuteronomio 8, esto es lo que aquí Moisés declara que Dios ha hecho. In Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomio 8, verse 2, verso 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that a man doth not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. That's the message. That's what God was trying to teach them. Ese, ese fue el mensaje a lo que Dios trataba de enseñarles Is the relationship that they needed with his living words. fue la relación que necesitaban con su palabra viva. That's the relationship they needed. Esa era la relación que necesitaban. Like the relationship they had with the manna. Como la relación que tenían con el maná. It was the only food they had in the wilderness. Era la única comida que tenían en el desierto. They couldn't plant crops and eat from those crops. No podían plantar este siembra no y comer de eso. There weren't stores, grocery stores to go to in the wilderness to get a supply of food. No había tiendas las que podían en el desierto para tener suplemento. There was no freezers to store your dryer's ice cream in. No había quizás freezers para Right. I mean, there was no, you couldn't store up for anything. No podía guardar nada. It was the desert. Era el desierto. There was the, there was no water available except miraculously what God provided from a rock. No había agua disponible sino que únicamente lo que lo que milagrosamente Dios proveía por la roca. And the only other food they had was manna. Y la única otra comida que tenían era el maná. For forty years. Por 40 años. Manna. Maná. What is it? ¿Qué es esto? It's the bread the Lord hath provided. It's angels' food. And it's just enough today for today. And if you don't go out and look for it tomorrow morning, you won't have any food for your household. Does that make sense? So you can't just expect to come to church on Sunday and get enough of God's word for the rest of the week. That's deception. We're just deceiving. We're just deceiving ourselves thinking that this message is for the whole week. We need to get, get up in the mornings like the Israelites did and search 
y buscar find that manna every day. encontrar ese maná cada día that will be our only food and strength to do his will. y esa va a ser una, nuestra única comida y fortaleza para yeah. hacer su voluntad yeah. Look with me in Job, chapter 23. miremos también en Job capítulo 23 esta es la palabra que habló Job Job chapter 23 Now what's interesting is that uh, according to what historians say Job was written uh, Job lived before the time of Moses Interesante de que Job vivió antes aún del tiempo de Moisés Even though we find Job uh, in the Bible at a place at a physical place after Moses Job was actually uh, Uh, his life actually occurred before Moses. Y aunque encontramos Job, no, físicamente en un lugar que mucho después de Moisés, él su vida él vivió antes de, de que Moisés viviera. And that, what that means is that there was no written scripture for Job to refer to. Y lo que eso significa es que no había no había escritura, no había palabra escrita para para que Job se refiriera a ella. He he had to walk with God and get those words from God's lips. There were no scriptures, there were no written words for Job to read and understand. The word he had to hear at that time was directly from God's mouth. And this is the relationship that Job had. In Job 23, In Job 23 he says this. In verse uh, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Dice, del mandamiento de sus labios nunca me separé. Guardé las palabras de su boca más que mi comida. In English it says necessary food. Dice que mi comida necesaria, dice en inglés. My daily food. Que mi comida necesaria Even diaria. more important than getting my daily breakfast, lunch, and supper. Aún más importante que recibir mi desayuno diario, mi, mi almuerzo o cena. Before I even begin to think about what I'm going to eat. Aún antes de empezar a pensar lo que voy a comer. I want his words to feed me. Yo quiero que su palabra me alimente. That makes sense? ¿Tiene sentido eso? Does that make sense? Hmm? That's the relationship that Job had. Esa es la relación que Job tuvo. That's why Job was able to say, he knows me, he knows the way I take, and when he's tested me, I'm going to come forth like gold. Y por eso Job pudo decirlo, dice que él me conoce y él sabe el camino que debe tomar y cuando él me pruebe, yo sé de que saldré como oro. That's verse 10. He says, but I've, the, the words of his lips are more important to me than my necessary daily bread. El verso 12. El verso 12 dice, es el, el Job dijo, guardé la palabra de su boca más que mi comida. Yeah, I've esteemed, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And God help us to experience it like that. Y que Dios nos ayude ¿no? a poder experimentar algo como esto. But this book becomes living for us. Y que este libro no pueda llegar a ser algo viviente para nosotros. That, uh, This book would become a red letter edition in our lives. Que este libro pueda llegar a ser como una edición de esa esa 
las letras rojas no en nuestra vida que pueda llegar a ser vivo y queremos conocerlo más y no solo para nosotros sino que para otros también más tarde grace se le llama dice la palabra de su gracia que puede edificarnos It is what we need. Es lo que necesitamos. Whatever problems we're having in our life. Cualquier problema que estamos teniendo en nuestra vida. Whatever difficulties that are that are uh, impossible situations that confront us. Cualquier dificultad o situación imposible que nos enfrenta. We need to be sure down deep in our hearts. Tenemos que estar seguros en lo profundo de nuestro corazón. The most important thing is to do God's will. Que lo más importante es hacer la voluntad de Dios. As He speaks it to us through His Word. Así como él lo habla a través de su palabra. Y si podemos llegar al punto, al lugar en el que sabemos que su voluntad es lo mejor para nosotros. Porque esa quizás la batalla cada día a veces. Es que llegamos al lugar en que sabemos que su voluntad es lo mejor, es lo mejor para nosotros. And not only the best for us, no solo lo mejor para nosotros, but the best for those around us. sino que también lo mejor para los demás alrededor. When we come to that place, cuando llegamos a ese lugar, and we also realize, y también nos damos cuenta, that if we, if he tells us to do something, que si nos dice que hagamos algo, his grace will be there to help us. Su gracia va a estar ahí para ayudarnos. It's the word of his grace. Es la palabra de su gracia. When we come to that place, cuando venimos a ese punto, it's a life of tremendous strength. Es una vida de tremenda Fortaleza. It's a life of tremendous stability. Es una vida de tremenda estabilidad. We're not wondering, worried day after day, what's going to happen. No nos preguntamos, nos preocupamos día a día qué va a pasar. But there's a tremendous security that comes in our lives. Sino de que hay una seguridad inmensa que viene a nuestra vida. Even if we don't know where we're going or what's going on. Aún si no sabemos a dónde vamos o qué está, o qué está pasando. There's a security there. Hay una seguridad ahí. That we're doing His will. Que estamos haciendo su voluntad. And we can do it. Y que podemos hacerlo. His grace will always be there. Su gracia siempre va a estar ahí. Because it's the word of His grace. Porque es la palabra de su gracia. And when that's in our lives. Y cuando eso está en nuestra vida, es muy fácil para nosotros entender lo importante que es la palabra de Dios. One day, un día, without eating, un día sin comer, will make us very weak. Nos hará quizá débil. What would two or three days be like? Ahora qué sería, qué serían dos o tres días? Let's all stand. Vamos a estar de pie. Let's pray today. Vamos a orar hoy. Question we want to ask ourselves today is. Uh, Is God's word more important than my necessary food? Y la pregunta que nos hacemos entonces hoy es que si es su palabra, la palabra de Dios más importante a nosotros que aún nuestra comida necesaria. Is God's word the first thing that we open in the morning or is it the refrigerator? Es la palabra de Dios lo primero que abrimos en la mañana o la refrigeradora. That's a simple way to put it. Quizás una manera simple de ponerlo, ¿no? What do we open first, God's word or the refrigerator? ¿Qué abrimos primero, la palabra de Dios o el refrigerador? Do we realize how much we need it? Nos damos cuenta cuánto la necesitamos. And do we realize that uh, the word yesterday already has worms in it? Nos damos cuenta que la palabra ayer ya hoy tiene gusanos en ella. 
We need a fresh word today. Necesitamos una palabra fresca hoy. And it may taste exactly like yesterday's food. Y quizá va a saber igual que la que la que la comida de ayer. The manna was very interesting. El maná fue muy interesante. It tasted like wafers with honey and oil. <laughs> que sabía como huelas que tenían miel y aceite. God has the just the right portion every day. Y Dios tiene la porción adecuada de cada día. He knows what your body needs. Él sabe lo que tu cuerpo necesita. He knows what your mind needs. Sabe lo que tu mente necesita. He knows what your heart needs. Sabe lo que tu corazón necesita. He knows what your family needs. Lo que tu familia necesita. And he has it all provided for you. Y lo tiene ya todo proveído para ti. But you can't just wait for it to come to you. Pero no puedes esperar que venga a ti. Gotta get up early in the morning. Tienes que levantarte por la mañana. And go look for it. Y buscarla. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Padre, te damos gracias hoy. We thank you for this living word you've given to us. Gracias por esta palabra Dios que nos has dado. Oh God, I pray that I've made myself hungry even more so for it today. Señor, yo oro de que me haya hecho a mí mismo aún mucho más hambriento, Señor, hoy. Lord, I know I've said many times, how can I do this, Lord? Y yo, Señor, how can we accomplish this? He dicho muchas veces, ¿cómo puedo hacer esto? ¿Cómo puedo llevar esto a cabo? Knowing what your will is and thinking it's just not a possibility. Y conociendo lo que tu voluntad es y pensar que no es una posibilidad. Help us, Lord. Ayuda, ayúdanos, Señor. Help me, Lord. Ayúdame, Señor. To see each day as a portion of your will that you have enough grace for. Para ver cada día como una porción de tu voluntad por la cual tienes suficiente gracia, Señor. I pray that you remove distractions from my life. Y oro de que puedas remover distracciones de mi vida. Things that take me away from your will. Cosas que me apartan de tu voluntad. And Lord, that it would just be your word that I want to eat day and night. Señor, que sea simplemente tu palabra que quiera comer día y noche. I need the grace, Porque Jesus. necesito la gracia, Señor. I need the grace. Necesito la gracia. Lord, I thank you for that provision today. Señor, te doy gracias por esa provisión hoy. I thank you, Lord, that you would never ask us to do something that you knew we couldn't do. Te doy gracias, Señor, de que tú nunca nos pedirías hacer algo que sabes que no podemos hacer. That's why it's the word of faith. Por eso es la palabra de fe. The word of power. Y la palabra de poder. When it comes, Lord. Que cuando viene, Señor. Whether even if we're dead in a tomb. Aún si estamos muertos en la tumba. If it's your word that's been spoken. Si es tu palabra que ha sido hablada. Regardless of how dead we feel. No importa cuán muertos nos sintamos. We'll get up and do it, Lord. Hemos de levantarnos y hacerlo, Señor. Only let us know that it's you. Solo haznos saber si eres tú. And teach us to recognize you. Y enséñanos a reconocerte. Even in the storms of our lives. Aún entre las tormentas de nuestra vida. Thank you, Father, for your people here today. Gracias, Padre, por tu pueblo hoy aquí. Make this word life for us. Haz esta palabra vida para nosotros. In Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen. Find a way to get into God's word this week. Encuentra una manera en que puedas adentrarte en la palabra de Dios esta semana. Listen to it on a cassette tape if you don't if you aren't able to read it. Aunque sea escúchala a través de de un cassette de un de un tape, no si no puedes leerla. There's no excuse for not knowing God's word. O sea que no va a haber excusa por no conocer la palabra de Dios. Amen. God bless you. Dios los bendiga.